The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. We are looking for a regular human black bill. Do you believe in the resurrection? Welcome to the Freeland Gazette, the unofficial Black Lightning podcast, a PapiChuloRadio.com original series. PapiChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Tuesday, January 22nd, 2019, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During this podcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the CW series, Black Lightning. Please welcome my co-hosts, Dimitri Wejasinger. What's good, Freeland? Professor X. Hi, everybody. And Rohan Mittal. Hey, been a while since we discussed Black Lightning, and uh, boy, am I glad it's back. Oh, I thought, yeah, I, I thought you were going to start singing the theme song, but that was close enough. I like it. I approve. I co-sign. So let's jump into our recap of uh, Season 2, Episode 10, which was titled The Book of Rebellion, Chapter 3, Angelitos Negros and aired January 21st, 2019. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Still on the run, Jennifer and Khalil succumb to their feelings for one another and begin planning their future together. Meanwhile, Jefferson approaches Henderson with a favor. Let's check in on the ratings for Season 2, Episode 10. Black Lightning was viewed by... 875,000 viewers with a point three in the demo. It was on par with, with its time slot predecessor, Legends of Tomorrow's Fall Average, but it returned with its smallest audience ever. Well, there you go. It is on a brand new night, but still single teardrop it's a little sad especially because the episode was fantastic so i want to get everyone's so initial good. reaction to the episode and uh, i feel like i heard uh, dimitri whispering uh, sweet nothings into my ear so dimitri you may go first well when you put it that way um yeah i thought this was a it was a very emotional episode i'm slightly worried about christine adams emotional well-being because i feel like they're making that poor woman shed tears like every every 30 minutes about but um it's a it's a great episode overall i think uh jordan calloway we've seen such a range of emotions for him this episode uh, especially, I think, I think sort of, um, and I think he's been doing a fantastic job this whole series, but, um, I think this episode in particular, we really got to see all the things that are sort of weighing on Khalil's mind. Um, and it could e- easily have been too much, but I think he delivered everything from, you know, his attachment to his mom, to his, uh, wanting to, uh, intensify things with Jennifer. 
I'll address that tomfoolery later. And to his, um, to his, you know, conflicted feelings about running away versus, you know, putting himself and his girl on the run. I think, uh, I think that's really, I mean, that was basically the crux of this episode. Um, it wasn't too much in the way of, you know, side storylines or plots or anything like that. Um, and I think, you know, uh, the whole thing was basically riding on his ability to deliver that or not. And I think he did a fantastic job. Also, Tobias, his his one-liners and his sheer brutality, I just... I can't, I can't think of a better antagonist on the CW right now. The guy is just killing it. And the weird thing is he tweets so, so friendly. He's like, hey, what'd you guys think of the episode? You know, like, this was one of my faves. And he's just like, we just saw you... Well, we'll address that later, but props all around. Props all around. Yeah, he genuinely seems like a nice man, which, um, I mean... I I, I will yeah. grab a beer with that dude. I, I'm less likely to do so with Tobias. Well, yes. Um, okay. I kind of feel like you were trying to do like a pre-MVP, and I don't know how I feel about that. So I got my eye on you, Dimitri. Uh, Rohan, what about you? Um, so... I mean, I don't really think you guys have to ask because you guys know my love of violence and. Uh, oh yes, you are the killer. I had forgotten about that over the <laughs> hiatus, but you are the killer. So it's yes. about to go down. Yes. Um. So God, damn, that was oof, <laughs> easily the best of the premieres so far. <laughs> Oh, short and simple and to the point. I like it. Uh, Professor, what about you? Well, I can't believe you're getting Dimitri, uh, letting Dimitri get away with uh, claiming what a big fan he is of Khalil. Hey, I've loved Khalil all along. I've always been pulling for a Khalil. I would remind you who's been calling him fuckboy for the past six episodes. I am a um, of Whereas the those actor, of us who have been sir. team Khalil since the beginning are just seeing the payoff for us saying yes. He was a good guy all along, and we got our redemption, and those who were Khalil haters, Dimitri, uh, uh, have to admit that, no, they were wrong. Khalil was a nice boy all along, just got into a bad situation. No, I really like this episode. I, I do think that in terms of, you know, returning from the uh, the mid-season break, um, this was the strongest, and it's interesting because, you know, we, we talked about this uh, on the other uh, Arrowverse shows, which is that the other Arrowverse shows all seem to be about spending that return from the break you know, uh, reestablishing the characters and setting up for what's going to happen in the remainder of the season. Black Lightning didn't feel like that. It felt like more wrapping up what was happening in the previous episode. It, it didn't feel like they were introducing a bunch of new characters or a bunch of where we're going next. Um, it felt more like it was just a continuation. This didn't feel like a, a mid-season uh, resetting or, or setting up the back half of the season. This just felt like the next logical episode uh, in the series. It felt like we, we picked up right where we left off and everything continued from there, right from, you know, Lynn sitting there crying at the beginning, where I assume she's been crying, staring wistfully into the distance for the past for six weeks. Two months. Um, but, uh, no, I, I really did like this episode. I thought it was really, really good because, you know, uh, some might, you know, criticize not a lot of action, not a lot of fighting, but it was character-based. And uh, I really, really liked it. Everything that was done felt true from the point of view of the characters. And, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. I like it. Real and quick, I, can anyone translate hmm? the episode title? I know Google probably could have done it, but I neglected to look it up. Oh, Black Angels. Aye, aye. That, that puts a nice context on things. Yes. 
and I was waiting for you actually to rag on Dimitri, Professor, because I enjoy your antagonistical relationship. I kind of hate it when you agree with Dimitri. So um, there's that. But uh, no one should agree I'm with Dimitri. I'm not agreeing with Dimitri. Dimitri is agreeing with me. Well, yes, there you go. Let's be clear about that. I know, because Dimitri believes in Keiko. So his whole shipping uh, judgment is thrown out the window. At least I would say. But... Uh, uh, Keiko is endgame, but we'll discuss that on The Flash. Yes. Uh, or we won't, actually. <laughs> Depends on what the professor decides. But um, what, what was I going to say? Um, this was fantastic. This was an incredibly strong episode. And I kind of feel like the reason why it was just so freaking fantastic was because, unlike the other Arrowverse shows, as the professor stated, we left this series right in the middle of a book. So this was the conclusion, the, the final episode in the book of Rebellion. And, and and that's why it felt so suspenseful and so urgent. You know, we were sort of like thrust right into the middle of the book again. And um, it, it just was uh, such an incredibly strong episode because of that. And I would say this has been thus far, at least, the strongest book of the season, the book of Rebellion. So, uh, yeah, we've got a lot to discuss, and we will do so. But uh, before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Black Lightning, here's our announcer with a few special announcements. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chula Radio special announcement. Poppychularadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash Radio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, announcer. So let's get into it. And I will just say, because there will be no way to talk about the episode, I feel, without um, sort of 
spoiling or even hinting at what happens in the end. The whole point of the episode, the, the main plot line, is uh, uh, our young lovers uh, returning back to Freeland after being out on the run, and Khalil deciding to turn himself in, and uh, basically uh, um, uh, uh, rat... Uh, uh, Tobias out, you know, to to uh, be a witness for the prosecution, basically, and uh, uh, Khalil uh, being intercepted from him uh, turning himself in, and then Tobias literally ripping his spine out. So I'll say that. So if you guys want to sort of chat about it or at least reference it, you may. It won't be like you're spoiling uh, the the um, the podcast. But we will be discussing the whole ripation later on. So uh, try to save your thoughts on that until uh, later on. So uh, since I sort of have uh, gotten the main um, point of the episode out in the open, we can sort of go into the character moments because there were a lot of really great moments throughout the episode. And because she has been the saddest of them all, throughout this arc let's talk about lynn because yes she did start off being sad but then she turned into shotgun lynn from the season finale uh, season one season finale and, and then we had happy lynn for uh, throughout the rest of the episode uh, i mean maybe she was a little bit sad when she had to tell her daughter what was going on but we did get happy lynn for a moment and uh professor i know you have been very worried about lynn's well-being throughout these past few podcast recordings she has been very sad she's been crying she's been um, abusing closets and that sort of thing what did you think of lynn throughout this episode professor i liked her a lot more i liked she was much more like season one lynn she was a much stronger character she had more agency we saw the hint of that in the previous episode of course where she went to track down khalil's father and uh, and find out. But basically, you know, regardless of her with the shotgun or anything like that, her basically facing down the rest of the team and saying, no, I'm looking for my little girl. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and in the end, it was Lynn, you know, even though she didn't find Jennifer, it was Lynn who reached Jennifer and got her to come home. Uh, so I thought that gave her great agency, even if she doesn't know that. Like, it wasn't that, you know, when Jen came back, she said, oh, by the way, Mom, it was because I heard you that we came back. So Lynn doesn't really get the win. At least she doesn't know that she got the win. But, uh, no, I liked, uh, you know, I, I thought the uh, the treatment of Lynn in this episode which was much better because, you know, uh, Lynn was much more strong. Uh, she had much more agency, uh, and she was going out and, and getting shit done rather than just sort of sitting there crying off into the middle distance while these superpowered beings uh, were doing their thing. So I thought this was a much, much stronger episode for Lynn, and it reminded me of why I liked her so much in season one. And she, she smiled. Briefly, but as you pointed out, of course, they make Lynn the one who has to tell uh, Jennifer about Khalil. Well, yeah. Well, because we like her sad face. I mean, I can't see Jefferson or Anissa delivering that as sensitively as Lynn did. They would have both been like, mm, well, he gone now. Well, maybe not like that, but there is that. So uh, another character that I want to discuss before we sort of get into like the, the main arc of the episode is Henderson. We... I feel like we haven't seen a lot of Henderson uh, ever since uh, uh, Jefferson had his 
fallout with him uh, a couple of episodes ago. But we did see a bit of Jefferson in this episode, and uh, and they used him in a way to um, to to really tie sort of like wrap this storyline up a little bit uh, with um, Henderson helping. Uh, uh, Jefferson out in, in this idea that Khalil was going to turn himself in and basically become a witness for the prosecution against Tobias. And uh, he had a couple of moments. He, uh, he allowed Khalil to see his mom. We'll get into Khalil and his mom separately and, and just the whole Khalil side of the coin. But uh, Rohan, what did you think of the usage of Henderson throughout this episode? Um, I liked Henderson a lot. He didn't arrive until, I want to say... The second uh, half. A little bit more... Sorry? The second half of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that being said, I, I do like that he was instantly um, hesitant over it, went over Jefferson's idea, because, I mean, obviously, uh, Khalil killed Jefferson. The fact that he brought, <laughs> brought that part up was like kind of a reminder like to the audience like yeah so uh the fact that he was very hesitant but of course like a good friend he does decide to help him out and he uh and even at the at the end he's obviously a little bit further away and doesn't he's not there to witness to witness it but it's pretty obvious that you love the carnage the carnage well, yeah, because you're a killer, so you loved all the blood and the gore. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I'm talking about Henderson here. Uh, but yeah, Henderson, uh, I think he was great. I don't think he had a lot of screen time, because from what I remember, it was him mostly uh, talking to Jefferson about uh, Khalil and then him driving uh, later on when they're transporting Khalil. So I do like that, and I also liked is the one line of when Khalil or when I believe Jefferson mentions to him that Khalil wants to see his mother and he's like oh I'm having enough I'm pulling enough strings as it is and you think I got time for it you think I'm gonna be able to get a pit stop but then even then Jefferson was like come on and he's like all right fine uh so he's like very reluctant about it but he does it because you know that's that's who he is. He's a good dude. He's one of my favorite characters on the show. And, uh, yeah, I got no complaints with uh, Henderson in this episode. All right. I like it. And uh, another character that I want to discuss before we get into the, the main stuff is Todd. We got a lot of Todd in this episode. And um, the ease in which Todd was very cool with everything that he was doing for Tobias, was very inter interesting for me. So uh, uh, Todd's storyline throughout this episode, besides sort of us seeing him get accustomed to being Tobias's new right-hand man, basically, is, um, is that Tobias needs Todd to basically uh, decrypt or to figure out the password of this um, magical briefcase that uh, we saw or that we were introduced to uh, at the tail end of last season the one that uh, now his name escapes me um, the racist man uh, from the ASA was um, 
I was about to say, so Tobias? <laughs> no, no, the, the racist man from the ASA, the white man. Uh, uh, the Make America Great Again guy. Yeah, right? the MAGA guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that he work. had. And, um, Proctor? I'm not sure. Proctor, yes, I think that's his yes, name. Yes, yes, Proctor. He was in, in um, not in charge of, but that uh, was was his, basically. And uh, apparently there's, like, a secret section that Tobias has been able to figure out some of, like, the political dirt and that kind of stuff, but there's a secret section that he needs uh, access to, and so that's what Todd is for. Uh, Dimitri, what did you think of... Uh, how Todd was adapting to his new role in uh, Tobias's life, in particular his reaction to everything, how cool he was with some stuff, uh, and maybe in, in, up to the point to where uh, it got a little gory, but uh, Todd was really sort of like down with everything, and um, that kind of surprised me. Did it surprise you, Dimitri? It definitely surprised me. I I'm starting to not feel Todd that much and I haven't been feeling them from the get-go but he went from you know like reluctant like you know this down on his luck genius um and like he, he was very hesitant to get into bed with Tobias and then Tobias I think at the end of the last uh their last encounter he gives him 100k and he's just like yo whatever it is I'm, I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and it seems like he's not phased at all this whole up he seems like enthused to you know just be working so so much so that he's uh, you know he's gone all the way in for Tobias he honestly for a second I thought he was gonna die when he was when he was sort of getting smart with Cutter and Cutter was like I'm not in the mood for your jokes little boy um I feel that like, was very um, strange because he got very comfortable with Cutter very fast yeah yeah um I'd I'd be interested to see what his family situation is like. I wonder if maybe he doesn't have a father, because um, he, it it almost seems like maybe even more so than the money and you know the employment, that's what he's looking to get from Tobias when he when he finally breaks the algorithm. It almost it almost seems like he's like, like look look daddy like look what I did like look what I can do like. It almost seems like he's looking for that approval more than anything else. Um, and, you know, trying to impress his, like, surrogate pops. It it struck me, too, that, like, once the, once the contract was... Uh, not that there's a contract, but once, like, they had a deal, basically, Tobias dropped a lot of the niceties. Like, what, he didn't say anything racist when he um, originally uh, originally was trying to hire Todd, but, like... The moment the phone rings, he's like, open your thick lips and use your white voice. And I was like, holy shit, like, he's, he's not, like, he's not fronting at all, like, damn. Yes, so, and um, Todd had his sorry to bother you moment, which was funny. <laughs> that was funny, that was funny. But, um, I do, I do feel like, um, I don't know if they're trying to convey that maybe a little bit of time has passed, but. It was almost unnatural for for a normal person to um to be so comfortable so quickly in the role. And I wonder if they're gonna explain that in terms of, you know, Todd's background and who he really is, or if it's just like, you know, look, we, we needed to get a new sort of henchman up to speed quickly and you know, so Todd's all the way in now. Yeah. Oh Todd. You're in danger, girl. 
Good grief. Facts on facts. Yes. So, all right. Before we move into the main storyline, any thoughts on any of the three characters that have been discussed thus far? Any other thoughts from uh, the rest of the co-hosts before we move into the main storyline? Okay. So, uh, let's jump into uh, the big storyline of... uh, the episode. I know that we had a cliffhanger with Tobias. We'll, we'll get into that uh, much later. Uh, so we pick up with our young couple on the run, and they end up uh, ending up in uh, Khalil's secret apartment, which is basically apartment. a yeah apartment with air quotes. Uh, it, it's a, a an abandoned uh, train car. He loves train. What was it, Thomas the the choo choo? The the Thomas the Thomas know, the tank and Thomas the tank. There you go. A lot of children watched, and and I hope they do have higher real estate ambitions than this fool. Than <laughs> to live in a train. Um, as much of, as you're throwing shade at Khalil because of your uh, disgust for him, I will co-sign that shade just a little bit because I'm like really in a, a train. Uh, but he does know how to draw. He's drawings. And... Just a damn minute. Living in a train would be super cool. He didn't decorate it well, as Jen pointed oh, yes. out. But I think, you know, a good decorator could really make a fantastic interior. There I'd you go. Like you guys Magic. on my new HGTV show. Professor X decorates the train. He said he needed to oh, lay low. And he's in a train car in the middle of the woods. That's it, laying like, low. Of all the hiding places, like... Which of these does not belong in this environment? No, I think he's hey, in like a train yard. The only way anyone found him was by tracking him through his spine. So it was a good idea. There you go. Plus, and... if he just had a train, you know, like an engine standing by, he could be, you know, just link them together and be off in a moment's notice. A moment meaning like 30 minutes to fire up the train, but still mobility. Yes, and he had ramen and oodles of noodles. I mean, good point. Come on, fine dining as well. Exactly. Wasn't it a cup of noodles? Well, it's the same thing. It's superior noodle brand. Well, there you go. That is true, though. So uh, we we can agree on that. So, Professor, because you actually have a heart, and you have been cheering for them since season one. uh, Talk to me about uh, Khalil and uh, Jennifer on the run, they're in the train car. We have a conversation about uh, Jennifer getting her V-card punched. Uh, she does not get it punched at all, uh, but there is a very punched. ten. Well, yeah, she, she, you gotta get the V-card punched. I've never the, heard that one With the hole punch. Okay. Yes. Uh, Google it. And, uh, and, and she doesn't get it there, the V card is intact by the end of the episode, but there is a discussion about it, and there is a tender moment. He returns her necklace and that kind of thing. There was another really great moment later on in the episode where Anissa was like, "Did, did y'all do it?" And there was this great line about self love that I was not expecting, but it was fantastic to hear. Uh, uh, Professor, what did you think of them in the early part of the episode? Uh, I know you are a fan of them, and you actually believe in love, unlike uh, some of your fellow co-hosts. Exactly. Uh, no, I, I really liked it, and I thought they played it perfectly. It could have easily gone off the rails. It could have become saccharine or anything like that. But, you know, it was two people in that situation where they both know they kind of want it, but they're both a little frightened about it. 
And, uh, you know, and uh, Jennifer basically just saying, you know, my first time is not going to be, uh, you know, in, you know, in this particular place, in this particular time. And Khalil, to his credit, says, no, that's fine. And basically, you know, later on says, you know, I'll be here. I'll wait for you. Uh, you know, to, to his credit. That, no, that that's what you have to do. Otherwise, it's rape. Like that's well, exactly. That, that's but basic you're the, you're the one who was calling him a fuckboy for all those episodes. Are you saying that a fuckboy is not capable of rape? I'm saying Ha-ha, you don't get you kudos for saying, oh, I'll wait. If a girl says no, yes, the fuck you will wait. I'm saying this establishes what I've said all along is that Khalil was redeemable and that we that the really nice, good guy Khalil that we met back in season one was still in there and just needed to be freed, whether it was getting rid of those stupid dreadlocks or uh, yeah. you know, almost dying at the oh, hands I'm so glad they're gone. Blade. I know. Um, and, uh, but no, I mean, it, it was, it was, it was sweet and it was romantic and it did, I think it was the only way, you know, for, uh, Khalil to get the redemption. I think, you know, the sort of classic redemption of him throwing himself in front of a bullet or, or something like that wasn't the redemption that he needed. He needed redemption in Jennifer's eyes and, you know, him basically showing that he's still that sort of nervous and awkward Khalil that we saw back in season one, because remember back in season one, they had agreed that they were going to get together and punch that old V card, as someone might say, uh, together. That's what and, all the kids are uh, saying nowadays. Uh, and, and again, so, you know, calling back to that and, and showing that, you know, uh, it's, it's not just a conquest for him. And, and obviously it wasn't, but uh, you know, and, and you know, we said before, you know, like uh, talking about Khalil, you know, with his new look and everything like that, was he still a virgin? And yeah, I kind of think he's been saving himself for Jennifer. Cause I think underneath it all, uh, you know, the poison darts and the bionic spine and all of that, I think he still is a romantic who, who really has it, uh, you know, for this girl. And I thought he played that really, really well. And, you know, to the extent that his, his character is going to get redemption, I think this is where he got it. Well, there you Just go. Just to say for the listeners, we are not anti-dreadlock. They are a beautiful hairstyle used by millions of people. We just think they really were not the most favorable look for Jordan Calloway. Sorry, bro. Correct. Yeah, the wig was maybe yeah, not 100%. the best choice. Also, they were obviously fake, which did not help. <laughs> yes, that is very true as well. Um, okay, uh, I-, I loved everything that the professor just said because he cares about humans and he's a romantic at heart as well. So, continuing on with the story. I'd like to live in a train. There you go. Um, we will get you a train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you don't live in New York City, brother. Uh, I just want to say that I also actually really liked this scene. Oh. Um, and Did yes, you have a change Khalil of heart, Rohan? also growing on me, I think. Uh, the redemption is starting to come. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I thought it was a really good scene, especially their whole conversation. And, I mean, obviously Khalil said okay when Jennifer says, said no. Um, side note, if I was in that situation with Jordan Calloway, I might not have said no. <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, but no, I, I in all seriousness, I really liked... Sorry? He's a handsome dude. Yeah, he is. And we have learned that Rohan does not mind getting down on the train. Yeah. Um, so, where was I? Uh, yeah, no, this that scene was actually very, um, very well executed. You saw, and especially when it kind of transitioned into um, Jennifer going home and Cleo being like, Okay, the only reason she's here is because of me. 
and Khalil obviously making the decision that we, as we see later, he makes the decision to bring her home. So I thought that whole scene was very well done. It wasn't, it wasn't melodramatic. And at the same time, they didn't, um, when she said, uh, when she's, I was a little bit worried because it is CW, uh, that it was going to be like an episode of Riverdale where they start making out and then the music kicks in and all that stuff. But no, instead. Oh yes. Cause they're all whores on Riverdale. Sorry. I said they're all whores on Riverdale. Yes, they are. Um, Jordan Calloway included, because he's on that show. Oh, I don't even watch it, but they're always having sex in the promos. Oh, they are. They're always skinny dipping, too. Y'all, yeah. uh, y'all need a private channel? I mean, what's, what's happening here? No, I'm just saying, they all, it's, all the Riverdale promos are very sexual. And it's like a kid show, but or like a teen show. But anyway... Well, what am I talking about? Dawson's Creek was very sexual, and that was a teen show in my Smallville, era. Smallville, They got down on Smallville? Oh, they got hella down on Smallville. And they also edited the promos to always make it seem like somebody was getting down on each episode. Even oh, okay. if that didn't actually happen. Yeah, and there was that one episode of Arrow that was weird, because I watched that show with my family. Oh, when they had sex what, in Nanda Parbat? Yeah, the the Nanda Perbat. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was something. This veered in a very weird direction. Um, but uh, okay, uh, where do I go from here? Okay, so well, I will say, sort of, still speaking about the sex, in the actual synopsis, the official one that I read, it, it talked about them succumbing to their feelings. Like when I had read the synopsis, like before watching the episode, I thought they were going to do it, but they didn't do it, which was uh very respectful and honorable and and um i liked it so um there you go but uh dimitri so they don't do it they're still on the train they they've been talking about what they're going to do next where they're going to go and lynn arrives so uh, to give a little uh, backstory on on that uh basically they're sort of uh, uh um uh Good grief, the man. I don't even remember his name now. Um, Uncle Gamby. There you go. Nobody's You open. forgot Gamby? I forgot Gamby's name for a moment. Uh, so dies once. I know. Forget all about him. So Gamby ends up using the pings of the phone and the whatnot to sort of track where he could be and removing all the, the, the typical areas that he would be. And so they create a map, a grid, and everyone goes, and, and they do what you're not supposed to do in the horror movies. They go alone to search. But the time is of the essence, and uh, Lynn's got a shotgun. So come on, everybody can go on their own. And Lynn ends up at the train tracks. She does this wonderful soliloquy where she's like you know jennifer all this forgiven i just want you home it's like who cares about the past let's think about the future and we love you and we're not a family without you and so we see uh our lovers listening to to lynn and um and, and once lynn leaves jennifer's like no but khalil's like come on like i got you into this we need to go hold back. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up. First, Khalil is like, no, Jen, we can't go back. Then she sort of shows how upset she is, and that's when... 
Well, that was your interpretation. That might that might be fake news. But um, I do want to get your take on it, Dimitri. What did you think of Lynn's plea? And uh, what did you think of uh, their decision? I, um, I mean, it it was a little a little contrived that you know if you're searching like a two mile area, you're not gonna randomly go into soliloquy at at some point. Um, it's also like a little, it seemed a little odd that, you know, she was very near the train car and didn't check the train car. Um, but, uh, so it, it was a bit of a contrived moment in terms of a believability standpoint, but it was a, it was a great, uh, performance by Christine Adams, you know, very heartfelt. I was kind of in my feelings hearing it, uh, it was very believable that Jen would be too, I, I paused for a second when she was like, nobody's mad at you. On behalf of all the viewers of this show ever, we are hella mad at Jennifer for her trifling ass. But um, I think uh, I think it, it made for a tender moment, not the most believable moment. I am going to put that out there. Um, but it was obvious that some moment like this had to happen to bring Jen home. Um, she's obviously seen her family, but run away from them. So, uh, so yeah, I, for, for a minute, I really thought it was going to be Jen, uh, Jefferson who did that, but, um, but I am glad that Lynn got to sort of, uh, bring things full circle given the, the emotional turmoil that she's been through. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say, you know, it, it, it was clearly a contrived, like dramatic moment, but it was well done. Okay. I like it. I feel like you slightly you, you're maybe you didn't cry but your eyes got misty. I'm misty. I'm misty. I ain't go front. All right. I like it. So uh, after this, when the family arrives home, there's Jennifer, and, and there's this wonderful tender moment. The professor probably leapt out of his chair because uh, Lynn smiled, and, and then bam, there's a. Uh, there's Khalil. Hey, Mr. P, Mrs. P. And uh, Jefferson clearly is not having any of it. Uh, Can we take a moment to mm-hmm. appreciate that perfectly coordinated, the fuck is he doing here stare that they all made in perfect unison right when Khalil announced his presence? That was the most hilarious episode on this show. The most hilarious moment on this show, rather. Well, there you go. But uh, but yeah, they, they well they obviously they have certain feelings against Khalil and and, and that sort of thing. But uh, uh, they have no idea what to do at, at first. Uh, you know, what's going to happen? Is Khalil going to leave? Is this or the other? And and Jefferson sort of throws out the line. You know, you're going to have to turn yourself into the authorities. Like that's the thing that you need to do. And uh, Khalil is like, yeah, you know what? That that is the thing that needs to happen. And so the plan is 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 made that Khalil is basically going to be an informant. He's going to testify against Tobias, and this is how they're going to take Tobias down. I mean, it's a beautiful plan on paper, but um, things don't necessarily go that way in the episode. But it does allow Khalil to have a, a couple of um, 
very important moments, in particular for his redemptive arc. And the first moment is with Jennifer. And they talk alone in her room. And she's very apologetic. You know, if, if you wouldn't have gone to that march with me, uh, this would never have happened. And he's like, no, it's not your fault. I was going to go to the march anyway. You were sort of like the bonus, uh, you know, to be at the march with. And uh, he repeats to her that this isn't your fault. And later on, after he turns himself in, he also has this really touching moment with his mother where um, where he sort of apologizes to her for all of the mess and uh, he promises that uh, that he'll be back so uh, Rohan I know that you haven't necessarily cared for Khalil maybe not as bad as uh, Dimitri uh, but uh, you haven't been the most approving of uh, their uh, the relationship as well i should ask this to, to the professor because he was going to give a better answer but rohan you haven't been picked so hopefully you will do it justice what did you think of uh, khalil in particular his decision to turn himself in and uh, the two scenes the one with jennifer and the one with his mother um, so I actually really liked both of those scenes, and I, I mean, I really liked Khalil in this episode. He is starting to be redeemed, and the fact that he decided to turn himself in, um, it just goes to show that he, he wants to make, he wants to make things right. And, of course, um, I love the fact that he wants to see his mother. And I thought the scene was great because his mom, uh, especially the moment when his mom goes, uh, she kind of like motions to all the all the guards and the armored truck and everything, and she's like, "All this for um, all this for him," kind of like that, uh, which is obviously kind of a mom going, even though while her son has done terrible things, at the end of the day, she. Uh, parents or at the end of the day she just sees her son and she's like my little boy could never hurt anything you know you know that's all this is not needed even though uh, it's obviously more for his protection as well so i really liked uh the scenes i really liked khalil in this episode and um i'm looking i'm actually looking forward to seeing what they do with him more especially with the whole um spine getting ripped out later on i like it okay so as we continue on uh we have khalil being transported um somewhere we really don't know what's happening i, I know that they discuss witness protection but we we don't know if that's after a a quote-unquote trial or maybe even before but uh, khalil is going away and uh, while the the police uh, presence that that's following the armored vehicle is is driving beside it, there is uh, a car that has uh, been uh, uh, turned over. There's a woman. It looks like she's injured. One of the SWAT soldiers decides to be a good Samaritan, and 
bam, it is Cutter. So to rewind a little bit, uh, Todd ended up uh, finding out uh, the, uh, the the coordinates of uh, where Khalil has been, and so we saw Cutter doing a little bit of research and whatnot. But uh, it it appears as if uh, Tobias still has somebody inside the Freeland Police Department because he ends up getting a phone call about what's going on, and then that's where uh, Cutter gets her information to sort of prove to Tobias that. Um, that she is a, a good baddie, basically. And so Cutter ends up cutting everybody, basically. Uh, I don't know how the hell she did this, but she killed everybody. Like, every single person has been sliced and diced because when Henderson arrives, Khalil is no longer there. And everybody, like, everybody, the police, the SWAT people, everybody is dead. They're in a pile of blood. And... Uh, Khalil has been taken to uh, Wales' uh, uh, lair, and there, you know, Khalil sort of tries to talk Tobias out of uh, anything with Jennifer, basically saying it was all my idea and whatnot. And uh, Tobias is like, I, you know, I don't care about the Pierce girl, you know, Romeo and Juliet or whatever. Like, I, it's you that I'm pissed off about. Cyanide was killed. You were doing a half-assed job anyway. And uh, you can't stand with the big dogs, basically. So if you can't stand with the big dogs, you're going to squirm like a snake. Basically paraphrasing what he was saying. And so he picks Khalil up by the back, like puts his hands into him and rips his uh, cybernetic spine out and tosses Khalil on the floor and basically tells Todd and Cutter to throw the trash out. And uh, they do by tossing Khalil and his still-moving robotic spine in front of uh, the church. And um, Khalil is still alive because we hear him crying and, and, and begging for help. And the pastor basically is like, you know, we're going to get some help for you. Um, the congregation starts to pray. And I didn't notice anybody picking up a phone to call 911. So. I would uh, no, no commentary on anyone's religious beliefs, but I would have maybe also called 911. Yeah, I hope that the, 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 the people that, stopped in their car was calling 911 because I was like, why is everybody starting to pray and not calling 911 for this man? I thought the preacher guy was going to reach for his phone, but he he grabbed the, the gun instead. So no, he had a like, gun. Oh, okay. he's, he's always packing. That was his gun. Um, so yeah, so there was that. Uh, and, and then, you know, over at the Pierce house, that's when Lynn um, has to fill uh, Jennifer in on the fact that uh, Khalil had been kidnapped. And, and Jennifer's like, I told you, I told you. But nobody listens to the children. That's, you know, such is life. So, um, Professor, because you're a big Khalil fan. Uh, and you, I know you love Tobias as well. Good grief, man. What? Could you believe, first of all, that we saw this on a CW show? I mean, the gore of it all. But um, what do you think this means? I, I kind of, I would say that Khalil isn't dead, but he's obviously going to be paralyzed again. Uh, the cybernetic 
spine is still there, do you think maybe someone will be able to reattach it? Maybe, you know, one of the scientists where Lynn is working? I don't know. But, uh, Professor, what did you think of the ending of, uh, of this storyline? And uh, what do you think it means? Uh, well, I was stunned by the, uh, the got your back, if only because I can't believe they followed that horrible grotesque scene with an equally horrible and grotesque line i'd always have your back oh please tobias you could have just ripped his spine out and left it there you didn't need to do the uh, the dry action hero wit as well uh that really uh i want to say took me aback but now i'm realizing that might be taken the wrong way um <laughs> it, it it took me totally by surprise uh, i did not see that coming uh, i was a i was a little surprised that they left khalil alive you know if if, if he's threatening to, you know, testify against Tobias, leaving him alive seems a foolish thing to do. Um, uh, but, it, you know, he was definitely still alive and crawling, uh, you know, uh, in that final scene. So it does seem that he survived. Was that an oversight? Was that intentional? Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, and, and just from, you know, sort of DC TV or Arrowverse storytelling, uh, after that really tender scene that he had with Jennifer... Uh, you know, in her bedroom, I thought, well, they're going to kill Khalil now um, because, you know, we can't have anything nice. Uh, so leaving him alive, you know, was interesting. Um, now, that said, are they just leaving him alive to, you know, let him die or have to deal with the angst of, of no longer being mobile? I don't well, know. Well, they they say that um, Tobias says he's been able to acquire all the properties mentioned in the briefcase except the church, right? Or Or the church's clinic. So I think leaving him as a graphic display outside the church um, might also be to send a message to the pastor. Mm, could be, yeah. Mm. But wouldn't a dead body do just as well? well maybe I mean, that, that that twitching spine, I mean, yeah. I, I was expecting a dead body, and I was like, I wasn't ready for that. No, that, as I say, you know, not only the uh, the back being ripped out, but then the fact that he was still alive and, and you know, crawling like that. Oh, my God, that was, uh, you know, uh, even by... You know the DC TV and the Arrowverse shows, and even by Black Lightning, which has been pretty violent at times. This was, wow, right up there, and uh, you know, uh, you know, a very powerful moment, and and you know, uh, you know, uh, Khalil sold uh, the pain of it all, and also, you know, even you know, Todd especially had that reaction, but even Blade had the reaction of, whoa, this guy's going a little over the top, and I kill people with knives. I just killed like twenty five guys. To get this guy, and even blade. I'm taken aback by this. I know, I love that he called her Blade. That was just amazing. Did he use his Blade? Wesley Snipes did not make three movies for this level of disrespect. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Um, hey, you know, my Blade can be a woman. <laughs> Maybe I'm just more progressive than you guys. There you go. Um, I like it. But no, I thought uh, it, it, it took me totally by surprise. You know, I, I was honestly expecting just, you know, just he was going to kill him. You know, just, and that's the sort of thing you see all the time. And we've seen Tobias do that. This level of, of making it personal, wow, that really uh, uh, shocked me. To be, to be fair, Tobias has threatened to do literally this. I think he's at one point said, you know, if you, if you don't do what I say, like, I'll rip that spine out your back. Like, yeah, he uh, said something like, like, I gave it to you, like, I can, you know, rip it yeah, out or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he did promise it so he did say what you will you know, about wasn't Tobias. expecting him to do it but, yes uh, he keeps his promises which is yeah, nice yeah. good grief uh, any other thoughts on uh, the ending of the episode we're going to get into the, the top secret uh, project in in a moment but uh, as far as the khalil situation uh, rohan i, I feel like oh, you're raising yeah. your hand 
Yeah, so, um... Yeah, uh, I do have some thoughts as the as the guy who loves the violence. Uh, I, I personally, I thought that moment was awesome. Uh, it was... And I know I've been, like... I know in this... Right now, I've been saying that, like... I haven't been pro-Khalil in the past, but for this episode, I have. With that being said, I still loved when Tobias uh, ripped it out. Just because I like when villains do really insane batshit stuff like that. And are very brutal, so... Uh, I absolutely thought it was fantastic. I loved the reaction that both Cutter and Todd gave. Um, I will say, I think... With the one scene when Cutter uh, gets Khalil, uh, I I wish that scene was longer. Like I think we only saw her actually kill one guy. I wish we saw her. Yeah. Like I wish it was a big action scene where she kills all the guys, because that would have been awesome. Did, did uh, anyone that... else? Did anyone else think that was not believable? Given that she got like taken down by two teenagers. Now she like off the whole squad car with machine guns pointed against her. Well, because yeah, supposed... I agree. I think they had That's to do true. it off camera because it would have been completely unconvincing otherwise. Yeah, because she's supposed she, to she be. Up, she's not bulletproof. Good. Right? You know, so she's up against all these guys, as you say, with guns. She's up against like twenty guys with guns. Uh, she could have taken maybe taken one guy out by stealth, but then they're literally all pointing guns at her. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, unless she's got meta powers that we don't understand yet, and you know, her meta powers basically consisted of you know, guiding knives around corners, um, yeah. then then I think it had to happen. And also, if you're looking at the blood, I noticed, you know, just a couple of the guys were lying there. Uh, you know, the blood patterns of, of the guys lying on the ground indicated they'd clearly been shot. So maybe she grabbed a gun from someone and shot them. Well, oh, I was okay. thinking what, what happened to that dude that they called at the end of, I think it was the last episode, who just... I think oh, yeah. teleports and shoots. Oh, yeah, and I, was, haven't seen I was expecting to see him. And I was gonna bring that up right now as well. But oh my bad, yeah, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was, I was, I, I was literally just gonna bring up that same thing. Like, what happened to him? I thought I kind of expected um, her to recruit him almost to help them out. But I mean, obviously that wasn't uh, that wasn't the case. I will say that what. I do at least wish we saw her kill that one guard that was kind of like, oh, just run her over. Um, I mean, obviously she's a bad well, no. character. That's oh, be yeah. Bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the <laughs> that was the guy sitting next to the guy that got killed yeah, first. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, that's a weird. No, that um, was a weird line to live. Run her over or, or go around her. I'm like, are those? Yeah. Like, really? One I of can, them is I an option? I kind of understand him saying go around her, but the fact that he was like, run her over. Yeah, that was weird. That was a little strange. Yeah. Um, I the thing I that I didn't like about the oh, the whole situation was, and I get that they couldn't have done that because they needed the ending to have happened. But I hate that Black Lightning and Thunder didn't follow the police presence. Like, yeah, I you would have thought bring that up as well. Yeah, I feel like especially Lightning, he would be. He's like okay. Uh, he knows that there's corruption within the the police department, and he knows that one of them is gonna tell Tobias that they have Khalil. Yeah, uh, which obviously is probably what happened. And the fact that he didn't go after them is uh, it's it's odd. And I feel like that was the writers saying, okay, we have to 
not have Black Lightning in this sequence. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. It didn't feel like a decision that the character of Jefferson would make. The character of Jefferson is someone who I feel would actually uh, be like, oh no, I'm gonna follow you all the way until you reach your destination. Exactly, because he wants to make sure Tobias goes down, but because of plot reasons, he could not have been there. Thunder, no one could have been there. Okay, so moving into the final moment of uh, the episode. So Todd has cracked the code, and we are introduced to Project M.O.D., And it turns out the reason why Tobias had not been able to acquire the land, or or why the land uh, is very important, the land in which the the free clinic is on, is that that was the ASA's first purchase, and uh, that was the area in which the original pod people were being held. So there are four pod people that are still being held in some sort of cryogenic pod on that property. And uh, at some point, the ASA lost the um, the rights of the land or, or whatever, and it fell into uh, the church's hands or, or the, the, the church butt, the, the property, something like that. And uh, so now... Tobias is on the search for these four pod people. Bum, 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 I guess. Uh, I don't know what this means. I, I don't know if any of you have any theories or at least uh, and any opinions on this. But uh, after, like, I guess half a season of us wondering what was on this uh, secret uh, uh, briefcase laptop type of thing uh was it satisfying for you and i'm going to open the floor up to anyone that wants to jump in Uh, what did you think of the reveal Uh, is this interesting i guess these are first gen uh people because they they, it was discussed that uh that hospital was where the um the vaccine was given that ended up uh giving people powers so I'm assuming these are also like um, Black Lightning era uh, pod people. So uh, is that exciting? Has that piqued uh, uh, any interest, uh, any theories at all, or any opinions on where this storyline could go? Um. So, yeah. Uh, personally, I, I didn't think the reveal was kind of like, oh, shit. No, it wasn't one of those moments for me. What I did like about it was the fact that I think the the storyline with the the pod kids, in my opinion, has been uh, lacking. And I think with I think it's taken a very big uh, chunk of this season. And I personally find the stuff with Tobias much more interesting. So the fact that they reveal that uh, the fact the fact that they are now connecting it is what excites me because. For a long time, I I was getting a little bit bored with the pod kid stuff, uh, but now they're actually uh, and I and a little bit of me was kind of like, okay, what's the point of this? Um, it didn't really look like it was going. 
going anywhere worthwhile, but the fact that they are connecting it is what excites me because it's like, okay, now I see, uh, I kind of see what they were planning from the beginning, and I get why we spend so much time uh, with the pod kids. Free the pod kids. I, I kind of hope that they don't revert to a meta of the week kind of deal where they all become like Tobias henchmen when he finds them. Um, just cause like Rohan said, like, I didn't think that was that interesting in the beginning and I don't think it'll be that interesting now. Um, one thing that I do think will be kind of interesting is if, you know, if there's some record of, you know, the, this generation of pod kids, quote unquote, was due to the, the vaccine. Um, if Tobias, you know, starts to realize, you know, oh, that reporter I killed, you know, was so mad because he had given his son that vaccine that uh, Black Lightning keeps saving the Pierce girl. Like, I think the the most interesting outcome for this for me uh, and, you know, rooting for the Pierce family, I hope it doesn't happen, but it probably will, um, would be that Tobias realizes who Black Lightning is. That's interesting. And uh, you crap on Khalil a lot, Dimitri. You See? own that. Uh, yes. But, D- Dimitri, but um, Khalil ended up figuring out that uh, Jefferson is Black Lightning and that uh, Anissa is-, is Thunder. So do you give him some propage? I mean, like, it- it's not rocket science from his <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard. from his point of view. It's like, he adores electric. Um, he has your facial hair. Um, you seem to respond very quickly when she's in trouble. I mean, gee, golly, gee. Like, you retired for a while and came out of retirement when she got kidnapped. I mean, you know, uh, it's like Geico. So easy, even Khalil could do it. Well, that's not the right answer. Professor, were you impressed it- that Khalil figured it out? Well, Khalil did have the advantage of seeing that Jennifer has electric powers. Um, but yeah, all the pieces were there. And I think they were sort of, weren't they hinting at that at the end of uh, the first half of the season? Didn't they have Tobias basically saying yes. out loud, musing to himself that, you know, and it was just like it, all the pieces hadn't quite fallen into place. But it really seemed like he was on the verge of figuring it out even without knowing about uh, uh, Jennifer's electrical powers. Um, so yeah, it, it didn't really surprise me. Um, you know, I thought he could have handled it better. I mean, obviously Jefferson wants to kill you. Uh, so maybe don't point out, oh, and by the way, I know you're a secret identity too. So yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, kudos to Khalil. And it's also, you know, uh, you know, the, the danger of, you know, sending him out to be in police protection, and everything like that. He does have this, you know, dangerous bit of information. And by the way, you know, when he, you know, uh, was facing down Tobias, he didn't give up anything. He didn't try to sell out that information to save himself or anything. So it's because I was going to say Cleo was a stand-up guy, but then I realized how the scene ended. So, well, uh, oh, I'm starting to Ouch. think you like took an hour to plan all these before we taped. No, honestly, they're just coming to me off the top of my head. Yes. So, uh, and, and another thing that I, that another point that I wanted to make, and it sort of is escaping me, but um, it, it'll come back. Um, or maybe not. Uh, maybe it's going to slither away oh, like the little spine. That's so sad. 
single teardrop for Khalil's <laughs> creepy robotic centipede looking spine. <laughs> single teardrop and a lot of blood loss. When the centipede uh -huh. is hot. Shout out to Reby Jackson. Um, what was it? Oh, uh, was it about Tobias? Um, oh, Cutter. Did I'm trying to remember. Didn't Jennifer use her powers on Cutter? Yes. Okay, so Cutter knows about it. It's going to be interesting to see if Cutter, if we see more of Cutter, and if Cutter at all references any of that. Did, didn't Didn't Jennifer get the jump on it though? I don't know if Cutter knew how she was knocked out. She just okay, woke maybe up that's tied up was. by Jennifer. Maybe that's what it was. So maybe she doesn't know. But I do like that she ended up looking at that picture, and she was basically like that bitch or something yeah, like that. It yeah. was, it was fantastic. We didn't necessarily need that scene, but it was, it was very satisfying because you could tell the the, the utter contempt that she has for Jennifer. It was just um, beautifully acted. So, any other thoughts before we head into the MVP? I, I will say this mm -hmm. in, in Khalil's defense. Um, I, you know, for a while it looked like they were just going to, like, let his earlier um, transgressions slide in terms of how he was treating Jennifer uh, and just focus on redeeming his, like, sort of joining Tobias section of his life. But I do like that they went and addressed, like, problematic stuff that he'd said, like, before Tobias even came into the scene where he was like, oh, you know, you brought me to that march. And, and then he addresses it head on. He's like, look, I just needed to blame somebody and I was stripping and that wasn't your fault. I think that, you know, sort of he should have apologized for the Becky comment, too, but whatever. Um, that, I think, you know, even though it seems like a, a trivial thing, like really goes uh, an extra bit in terms of redeeming Khalil's character. Okay. See, that was very grown of you, Dimitri, to admit that. <laughs> See, even Dimitri can have character development. I'm just saying. So now it is time for the MVP, the most valuable player. Which character impressed you the most and why? The rules are simple. State which character impressed you throughout the episode and why. And if someone has already mentioned the character that you're going to choose, you must select a different one. I feel like there's a very obvious choice for MVP. Um, basically all of you have been kind of saying it. Dimitri kind of had And his... shouldn't it go to the person who's been pulling for that character all along rather than these Johnny-come-latelys jumping on the Khalil train? Woo -woo. I actually I was agree. Going to... Rohan should go first. No, actually, I... <laughs> I oh, gosh. Actually, I was going to say something to, to that effect, uh, Professor, but I like how you threw that in to just to shade the other two. But, uh, but yeah, there is an obvious character, and Dimitri tried to uh, pre-MVP him, but um, I'm not going to get the chance to do it because I, I will... Uh, be a gentleman and and allow the others to go first because I am kind at, at times. Uh, but professor, since you have been his champion, and it's so funny, I'm gonna set you up and then you're gonna pick like Gamby or something. But professor, you may select. I was toying the with the idea of throwing a curveball because I do have several very strong candidates because I I didn't know if I get to go first. But yeah, of course I'm gonna choose Khalil. I've been pulling for Khalil since season one, episode one. I've liked him. I never thought he was beyond redemption. And the fact that they didn't kill him in this, I think, is interesting because basically, you know, it's it's almost like they're saying, 
uh, to him, uh, you know, his his uh, his recovery was due to, you know, the tech that he got from Tobias. And that's been taken away from him. So now he's back to where he was. He'll be in, you know, presumably in a uh, in a hotel bed, uh, you know, presumably crippled. Uh, last time he was bitter and angry. What will he be like this time? Has he grown enough as a character to react differently uh, to this particular tragedy? And and where will Jennifer be uh, for him in this? And how will he react to Jennifer? Uh, has this actually drawn them closer? Are they, you know, more mature people? Um, so I think, you know, the decision to leave him like this, to, to cripple him, even if they, you know, do kill him in a couple of episodes, which I hope they don't do, because I really, I've always liked Khalil. Um, uh, I think it was, it was an interesting choice, and I think we're going to get some, some really interesting play. But yeah, it was just, it was Khalil's redemption arc basically in one episode. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, and he just, he played it so well with Jennifer. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. I like it, and I approve. And uh, so Khalil is off the table, but apparently he's on a hotel bed. I don't know why the professor sent him to the hotel. That is what you said, the professor. Did you mean hospital bed? I must have, yeah. I didn't even realize I'd said that. I don't <laughs> usually pay attention when I'm talking. Okay, well, there you go. That was funny, though. I was like, you sent him to the hotel. Uh, you didn't even send him to his train. You sent him directly to the hotel, which um, I guess would be nicer than the train he has room service um but okay let's see um you know what rohan since you have been less of a hater even though you are a hater and you are the killer so i should let you go before dimitri because i am fearful for my life as he should be uh oh. but okay i think <laughs> i think as the killer it is fitting that i go with the most violent character of the show Tobias, who, as much as I've been singing the pra- singing the praises for Khalil in this episode, Tobias was gonna be my favorite character, uh, my MVP either way, because he, that was my favorite moment of the show when he picked Khalil up and just like, yanked his uh, spine out of him. That moment was, as you guys all mentioned, it was gruesome, uh, brutal, just violent, and for me, it was awesome um i love when shows get violent uh i mean how i'm like bring on uh more violence bring on more scenes like this i loved it and that's that's my reason for him getting mvp because he led to arguably uh the most shocking scene of the entire show and that's in a show with two characters with electrical powers so you know how shocking it must have been uh, see, look, and, no pun intended. and Dimitri is the stand-up comic here. I'm just saying, but the professor is just on a roll. I like it. Although I am very creeped out by everything that Rohan said, because I feel like we're getting in like deep into like the Rohan psyche, and um, it's very scary. Uh, Dimitri, so two excellent choices are off of uh the table yeah yeah Khalil and um, tobias but i feel like i know the young lady that you're going to be choosing so go ahead and choose her you would be incorrect actually oh uh, i well first of all I, I do have some travel shows lined up this year and i was gonna say maybe if it lines up that way it'd be cool for us to finally meet in real life um but I, i'll skip rohan um that's okay um, scary, but uh, that aside, um, I 
I'm going to go with Henderson. Um, just echoing what we've said earlier uh, on this episode. Like, he... First of all, I appreciate that he echoed what we were all thinking. It's like, really? You want to help this kid? He literally killed you. Um, but also, he's like, fine, I'll... T-. Like, sort of, sort of echoing all our emotions surrounding the rescuing of Khalil. He's like... Jefferson's like he's you know he's a good kid deep down and he's like fine and so oh and he really wants to see his mom and he's like are you shitting fine like I, I appreciate Henderson um seems to be and, and this is sort of you know like a TV trope um although I think he he puts his the actor puts his own uh unique uh spin on it I apologize his name is escaping me right now but Damon uh, Gupton Damon Gupton yeah it has his own unique spin on it but Essentially, you know, the reluctant but always, you know, stand-up good guy. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, that's how he handled finding out Jefferson is Black Lightning. That's how he handled bringing in Tobias. Um, that's how he handled initiating the search for Jennifer. Actually, the search for Jennifer was the one time he was not reluctant at all. He was like, look, I got you. Um, he's, you know, sort of a less major character than, you know... The Pierce family or Uncle Gamby, but uh, even so, uh, he's he's a very I almost feel underappreciated character in this show, um, and uh, with uh, a lot of regularity, the the voice of reason, um, even when I think you know sometimes just because of all the emotions involved, the Pierce family might be going off the rails, um, and certainly you know his his connections have been able to sort of really help uh help them out of some situations and also um i think will be useful in figuring out all the places where tobias has people because he clearly has people in the police force that's why they were able to get the drop on khalil um so yeah i I think henderson is going to have a more and more important role as this uh as this season goes on um but i think you know he was a great mix of you know voicing the fans concerns and you know sort of being just a good guy this episode i like it it was curveball at least i would say uh, for some reason i thought you were gonna pick jennifer but um but you didn't she's mad they might never smash right before they were almost killed and he's about to go into custody really girl well, she can self-love and think about the smashing, but um, but that leaves her uh, available. Oddly enough, I was going to start off by saying I, I, uh, that I should give it to Lynn because she smiled, but I, I was going to go with Todd, thinking that you were going to go with Jennifer, but now I can actually pick Jennifer. So I'm going to give it to Jennifer. China Ann McLean sold it all uh, from her not wanting to have sex in, in, in a dirty um, train. Although, to be quite honest, when is the last time they bathed? So maybe, you know, maybe none of them were fresh and clean, if you know what I'm saying. Right, Rohan? Um, I, I do, I guess. <laughs> okay. I, I love that there was the awkward pause, because Rohan was contemplating, should I respond to this or not? Um, but yeah, I, I love that they had that open discussion, that they handled it in a very mature kind of way. Uh, I like, uh, the decision that they ended up, uh, making with, um, uh, Jennifer returning home and, and, uh, just Jennifer throughout 
the entire episode emoting and and, and bringing the emotion uh, was just so beautifully done by China and McLean and just I mean the final moment where Lynn was like uh, Khalil and she just breaks down like oh gosh she she sold it for me I, I loved everything that China and McLean did in this episode so I am going to give uh, my MVP to Jennifer so now it is time to rate the episode. How would you rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 electrical bolts? The point system is allowed, and if you found the episode exceptional, deserving of more than a 10, you may grant it the coveted electrical force field. Rohan, you may begin. So how would you rate this episode? So, um, for me, this... For me, this was a very good episode, especially if we're comparing it to the other mid-season finales of the DC shows. Um, uh, so, I mean, this was very good. It started off a little bit uh, slow. Like, it really was taking its time. And for me, it was going for that slow burn, so that way when the oh shit moment happened, uh, we would really go, oh shit, instead of it just being kind of, uh, you know, instead of, like, if the episode was kind of very, very quick-paced and there was a bunch of stuff happening, that moment at the end wouldn't have um, stood out for us as much. And because of that, I'm going to give it a 10. The reason why I wouldn't give it the electrical uh, force field is what we kind of mentioned earlier on in the episode, and that is uh, the fact that Jefferson... Uh, did not follow the, did not follow uh, all the cops when they were transporting Khalil to wherever he was going, uh, because I personally think that that would actually have happened, uh, like or that should have happened because that just seemed like the, like a type of decision that Jefferson would make. Uh, so that's the only kind of knock I would have against the episode. Uh, but it's still getting that 10 for me. Okay, I can dig it. Uh, Rohan is showing a lot of restraint, and or he's a picky bitch. Uh, more than likely the latter versus the former, but I, I approve a 10. You just gave it a 10. Well, a 10, is, I was about to give you a little props. A 10 is a very good score. Um, so a 10 from Rohan. Dimitri, how would you rate this episode? Are you going to be a picky bitch like Rohan? Trying to figure out what the hell a piggy bitch is. Um, I am going to go with an... Oh, what? Oh, pick, oh picky. All right. Um, I'm going to go with a nine, uh, so I guess I am being one then. Oh, I, yes, you are. I, um, I could have used a little bit more action. I felt like... Definitely, I was like, by this episode, I am absolutely done watching these two on the run. Like, I don't care anymore. Like, it, it's gone on as long as I can, like, care about it going on. So they... They were on the run like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Exactly, yeah. I think um, we're pretty sure Khalil's not going to be running anywhere. Facts on facts, oh. which is good, because I, I was sick of that storyline. So, um... It, it was a little strained in that regard, but um, a very good conclusion to that storyline. I could have used maybe a little bit more action. I, I think I agree with Rohan there. That's why it's not getting a 10 or an electrical force field. But other, otherwise, a great episode, great performances all around. 
Okay, so we've got a 9 and a 10. Both very good scores from picky bitches. Uh, although Dimitri would say piggy <laughs> bitches, which I'm sure there's a definition for that. Uh, uh, UrbanDictionary.com, listeners. Uh, but I'm sure the professor probably has the right answer to this question. How would you rate this episode, professor? Yeah, I'm I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm obviously going to pick up what you're laying down. And I'm going to give it the force field because I thought this was uh, just beautiful. Now, for me, of course, I probably liked it more because, you know, I've been pulling for uh, Khalil. I've been hoping for his redemption. Uh, I thought that was great. And as I said, I, I love what they did with Lynn in this episode. I don't think they've been using her particularly well this season. Uh, you know, uh, showing her uh, the way they did, uh, I thought worked really well. Uh, for me, the scene, which we, we didn't really talk about, uh, you know, I, I meant to at the time, but I just wanted to draw a little attention to it was uh, right after the, the commercial break, uh, you know, after the scene where, you know, Khalil and uh, and Jennifer are in the train car and they're talking and, and Lynn has, has crawled out to her and everything like that. And they go to commercial, they come back and, you know, it's the Pierce family coming in through the front door and Jennifer's just sitting on the couch waiting for them. And my first thought was, this is a dream sequence. Is this? And then it's like, no, it's this is just what happened because the two kids realized what the right thing to do was. And it just struck me in that moment, like the, the joy on the face of the family, you know, the the anger of Jefferson, but, you know, Jefferson controlling it. And, yeah, it, it really just everything you could argue that, yeah, maybe there could have been more uh, action. Uh, but uh, because it was so much great character work in it and because all the stuff that happened came out of the characters, uh, for me, this is a, a force field. I like it. Was I hinting that the electrical force field was the right answer? Because I, th I thought it was being subtle. Oh, yeah. You, by your standards, you were extremely subtle. Yes, thank you. So, yes, you were hinting. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm giving it the electrical force field. It was a fantastic episode. It was very good. It was, uh, sure, maybe I, I would say it was maybe a little slow in the beginning. But uh, I loved the suspenseful buildup throughout the entire episode uh, i mean the ending was just fantastic uh, i like what they did with all of the characters we didn't get a lot of some of our characters but uh lynn got some really great moments henderson got some really great moments uh, anissa got a couple of moments in there as well and uh i'm loving what they're doing with todd uh, he's he's fascinating and uh, i like what they did with cutter tobias and and, and uh, i mean come on poor khalil at the end um uh, just a fantastic and incredibly strong episode and uh, as I mentioned during my initial reaction this for me has been the stronger arc the stronger book of the season at least thus far we're gonna have to see what the book of secrets brings us uh, next time so uh, yeah there you go so nine ten and two electrical force fields uh, I mean Let's be real. I mean, those are all great ratings and, uh, you know, though basically, you know, uh, nitpicking and that kind of thing uh, to sort of justify whatever rating we gave it. Uh, so I, I won't judge Dimitri or uh, Rohan. Uh, maybe a little. You sound like you're judging us right now. Oh. I was about to say, homie. Well, I was trying to be subtle, but we all know that I can't. Anyway, on that note... Join us next time for a brand new installment of the Freeland Gazette. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Freeland Gazette. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio.
Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for the Freeland Gazette and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. My co-host, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night. Good night. Night, Freeland. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of the Freeland Gazette every Wednesday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Papichulo Radio Archives. Good night. (laughs) 